Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. All right, today joining me is John Vaughn. We're going to discuss building relationships with your customer base. I mean, this is a topic that I've been dying to get somebody who's an expert on because it's one thing to attract them, right? I mean, you're bringing them in, maybe you've got a funnel or maybe you're just interacting with them on social media. It's another to build a relationship with them. And John's going to talk about how he does that. So John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. I'm delighted and looking forward to this podcast. Likewise, absolutely. And uh, before we jump in, though, can you tell us about yourself in 100 words or less? Definitely. Uh, so my name is John Vong. I uh, grew up in Toronto, Ontario. I own an SEO agency called Local SEO Search. And our premise is really to help local business owners um, dom- their, dominate their local niche by providing um, more authoritative expertise and positioning them um, so that they appear more organically in nature uh, on online on search Um, but that all boils down to really building a strong foundation in terms of relationship building and a trust and a strong foundation of um, letting them know that we're in it together as opposed to one-sided Okay. And then one of these days we should do like an SEO hacks episode because I know you're very familiar with you know, how to, how to become more visible in search. But for today, we are going to focus on relationship building with your customer base. And first of all, before we jump into that, I, I want you to define it because when I think of relationship building, I, I'm thinking like, what, what do you mean, John? Do, do we have to date our customers? No. So, so relationship building is so critical from the sales process to understanding and just even in the onset, right? Like right now, information is so accessible, right? So before you even go on a call, a sales call, a funnel call, or whatever lead prospect that you have, you have information at your disposal. So you can actually sniff out and do some due diligence and research on them, right? Do a LinkedIn search. You can check their Facebook out, check out the website. So it's so critical to do some information gathering before actually meeting them. So then you can have some personal insight on that prospect before actually going in. And that's the foundation of building a longer term relationship because when someone's actually meeting you for the first time, they already feel comfortable with someone that already knows a little bit about them on a more personal level. Okay. And so relationship building through social media, as I assume where you're headed with this, but how do you, first of all, how do you understand who you're, target customer is? Are these people that have already done business with you or are they yes. new prospects? So again, uh, that's a great question because you need to look at the benchmark, right? So if you have been in business for a while, you kind of already know who your ideal customer persona is, right? So understanding who that audience member is, create a you know template of you know their gender, demographics, income, their hobbies, whatever, right? Like profile them, and then you kind of know who you want to go after. But if you're new and you're just starting off, you don't really know who that ideal customer is. Like that customer that will provide you the best long-term value, lifetime value of customer, return on investment, etc. You need to understand where you want to position yourself. So early stages is a lot of surveys and a lot of understanding where you want to fit in in terms of 
who you want to be known for and what kind of clients you want to attract. But if you've been in business for three, five, 10 years, you kind of understand who your ideal client is, right? So with that in mind, um, relationship building will depend on where you're at in certain stages of your business. So early on stages, it's a lot of trial and error, but then you're also trying to build solid relationships because they might not lo be long-term customers of yours, but they already have that vested interest. Like, you're a good person. You actually looked after me in the long term. Although I don't need you, they're going to refer business to you, right? So depending on where you're at will depend on what kind of strategy you will put, it, put in play in terms of relationship building. Yeah, and I always look at what my competitors are doing to see if it's working. And if it is working, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, I know that mentioning, you know, this particular topic does resonate with this target audience. Maybe it's controversial, maybe it's helpful, maybe it's a pain point, but then I always try to put my own spin on it. It's like, okay, competitor A wants to solve this problem this way. Well, this is what we do. And hopefully it's not exactly the same thing. And if it is, you better put some personality, you better put something on it that makes you different than, than the other person. So that, that's another tip that, that I exactly. have. Exactly. Exactly. So resonate with your audience, right? So if you see what your competitors are doing, and I don't know how, it's hard to track the effectiveness of how their campaign is running, right? Um, but you can have some intel when people are moving over to you to try your service, right? Like the, the big thing is once you kind of know who your competitors are, you kind of understand what their competitive, unique selling proposition, unique uh, competitive edge is, you can kind of pick out what you feel would be a great opportunity to try out, right? And customize different campaigns for different, you know, objectives and run different campaigns, right? Based on social to search to paid ads to whatever funnels that you have, right? Um, but really understand relationship is the key. The, the personality building, creating that pers buyer persona is so important to forming a longer term relationship on whatever channels that you're looking to attract. Do you advise companies to have their own persona, like a caricature of someone famous or... Is it just the CEO's personality or is it just a generic personality? How do you advise that person that's running this relationship building exercise or people uh, to kind of position their personality? So creating personas based on your ideal customer is probably the best persona you can go create, right? Once you have a defined persona in place, but early stages, you don't know who that Define persona looks like, right? Um, so, well, what I mean is, what I mean is, okay. Let's say you've defined your customer personas. You know who they are. You know where they shop, where they get their information. But then you have to decide, okay, what kind of uh, boyfriend am I? <laughs> I'm, I'm using dating analogies, and I know that's not what you mean. But who who am I to these people? Am I myself? You know, and if you've got a team of people that are doing this relationship building exercise, then you got 15 different personalities or yes. am I one personality that represents uh, maybe I know of companies that I've worked with that uh, think of themselves as a, ce a celebrity. So what would uh, Keanu Reeves do for example, or say, or um, you know, somebody like the CEO, I, if it's a smaller company. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. The, the big thing is I would say try to keep it focused on one person. 
right? And portray it like, and be authentic, right? So as much as you want to be a superstar, a rock star, someone famous, right? Be yourself as much as possible because people then will realize uh, if they are going to work with you eventually, what you're really all about, right? So the more, you know, in alignment with that characteristic persona you have with how you run your core values, your business and the people within the business and organization, it's so important to try build within your company to have that in alignment with who you are and what you value, right? Yeah. Versus having so many multiple personas. And then when you start signing up some clients, you're all over the place. People thought you were this person and how this, you know, they thought you were going to be like, you're completely opposite, right? On how you run your business, how your communication is like, right? Like, so I, I always look at alignment. I always look at kind of centralize it and train within to have this ideal persona. And people will kind of resonate towards who you are as a owner, typically, or that, that focus kind of, person that you want to be as known as at, in that company. Okay. Okay. So let's say we nail the personas of our customers. We've got our own kind of personality that we're going with that uh, if it's a team of people they've kind of adopted or it's an individual and he or she is adopted, how do you begin that relationship building process? I mean, this has been a pain point for so many different people. It's like even, even me uh, and my, my problem has been, you know, I've got so many things that I'm managing and working on at the same time. It's hard to kind of you know, stay constant with uh, the relationship building. But let's say you're a full-time dedicated person to this. How do you advise they start to build those relationships? Um, so it depends on product or service that you're looking at uh, offering, right? So do you have, uh, you know, what is the outcome that you want out of this? Is it a sale or a lifetime value of a customer kind of relationship long-term, right? So if you look at long-term and you know that it takes three months to actually sign a new client on because it's a larger ticket item versus like a product, which is, you know, you can put an ad on Facebook or Instagram and people would just buy it. Right. But if it's a software, a SaaS or whatever it is, it's a longer term. So depending on where you're at in terms of the buying cycle, but if you look at that and then you're like, okay, I need multiple touch points. I need to either, you know, find who they are, you use software, figure out who that person is, then you engage with them, right? So that you can use a lot of social media tools, you can do email drip campaigns, you can do a lot of different funnels, right, out there, to then harvest that relationship from email, social, to then that personalized communication to a point where they feel very comfortable, where they're now inquiring about your services, right? Um, where then, you know, then you can even keep them in the loop with some newsletter drips or YouTube videos, podcasts, or whatever, until they're ready to buy, right? So again, depending on where you're at in terms of funnel, but the relationship always starts off with just uh, figuring out who they are and who you want to attract, right? And then you slowly drip them based on, by, by, on customization of the message and forming that relationship. Okay. Uh, so what like specific things can people do though? I mean, this is, that's a very good overview as to how you stay in touch with them, but are there things that you're trying to do with every customer or is it um, this, 
you're reach you're you're focused on one customer answering their questions or pain points or building relationship with them, and then you hope everybody else sees it. How, how does that work? Yeah, so we always have different um, groups, right? So we always have like um, batches of say fifty prospects within this batch is this persona and then we have a sequence in play so it could be email sequence to social multiple touch points on linkedin to facebook to whatever it may be right twitter or whatnot and then email campaigns as well so mapping it out is probably the most important thing once you have a couple successes right because you're always gonna pivot you're always gonna try and test it until and there's no true um, way to know if it's going to work the best way. There's no real, you know, 100% success, right? And we're always tweaking things constantly, right? And that's why it's so important to be in touch with the success and the, I guess, open rate, success or engagement rate to then actual conversion rate of each of these people in each of these batches, right? Once you have a better track record and it takes you a thousand touch points or touch contacts before you get a couple of these prospects to then converts to a couple of leads and sales. Then you have something to go off versus when you're just starting off this, this adventure of this funnel building, it just takes a while to understand it all. Um, so my, my take on it is there's multiple platforms in multiple channels and in, depending on where you're at with the stage of your funnel building, I would say would depend on what, what platforms you're going to use the most. Okay. Are you a gamer at all? Uh, I used to play in my early days. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a question about, uh, I like theoretical. So let's assume that, um, you know, I'm a, I sell video games, mobile video games, and I'm just starting out. I know my target audience because I'm a mobile gamer myself, and I want to build relationships with these people to, to either try my game or once they're in the game, you know, still build relationships with me because I want to sell them the next game that we're creating. Is there any specific strategies that you would deploy in order to make sure that the relationship building continues or you um, are able to bring them into the fold because they're attracted to who you are as a company. Anything specific that you do? Um, so in terms of the gaming industry, I have some experience. I used to play like StarCraft or Red Alert back in the day. Yeah. Um, but nowadays it's all app-based. So I haven't really been ingrained in terms of apps, but at that time it was, I think, Battle.net. I would log in and there was a community, a forum, and there was a, a chance for me to communicate and speak and talk to a couple people. I would add them as a friend, I would follow them, and whenever they're on, I would play with them, right? So the whole point is really tribe building. It's community-based, right? So in-app communities are more powerful than ever because everyone wants to be a part of something and something great, right? And then they can have friends, which then that's really the relationship beginning of it all, right? So I, I think that's the whole point of gaming as well as any software or anything that you're kind of building. If you have 
a, a community, a tribe that you're trying to harvest um, and constant communication from text messaging to, you know, chats, to forums, to in-app purchases, to, you know, offers or whatever it may be. I think that's critical in that space. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more, especially with gaming. It's, it is about community and bringing people, especially in app. I mean, you've got them, they're not going anywhere else. They're in the app. They're talking about the game, talking about strategies for the game and just being um, some kind of uh, participatory brand that's you know uh, communicating and updating and teasing their community members and encouraging them to kind of interact with one another by posting questions or hints or, or what have you. I, I think that's extremely powerful. And, you know, why, why can't that work for all brands is what I'm always telling myself. It, it's obviously not every brand has an app, but it could be a Facebook group. It could be some other forum where you're able to communicate with people and, and ask and answer questions. And, um, you know, I see some of this with the bigger brands, but I don't see a lot of it with the smaller brands. And maybe that's because it's just too hard. And if you're using a, a Facebook page, which doesn't have a lot of reach, um, that can be challenging. A Facebook group, I think, is better because, you know, the more you interact with the Facebook group, it does show up in your feed. But uh, wondering if you've got any thoughts around, you know, bringing people into a community, no matter how small or big your brand is. Yeah, so the key is obviously engagement within that community. How active are they? And how trustworthy are these people members, right? Is it a pay? Uh, community or is it you know anyone can join right so there's a difference when it's free versus paid when someone has money into it they become more active right they feel like they're vested so when it is a paid community and i think it doesn't matter how big it is it's how active it's similar to how social media plays right like if you have a facebook group but you have millions of members but only a thousand or a hundred people are active yet you have fifty thousand members of another group and a couple thousand are active i think the engagement of with the active members are way more important than the number itself so how frequent are they playing on that game or um checking out that group uh, facebook group how active are the members are they really forming that communication and um, feeding off each other, asking questions, being a part of different webinars and being, you know what I mean? Like it's all about just being engaged within each of these platforms and forums and communities. That's important. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. I uh, was wondering if you've got any particular strategy that you have for building a community out of the gate you know in, in the terms of gaming it's a little bit easier as long as they're logging into your game you can see here the most active gaming members and then you could ask them to ask answer questions that people just joining the community could have but with products you know it's a little bit more difficult to monitor you know whether somebody's using um your product or service if, if you're especially if you're a small company but I uh, wonder if you have any thoughts on building that community from, this, from, the, from the start. I always look at it as like building a brand, right? How do you get your name out there so that you're a household brand or name? So you got to become that leading expert or for a data figure, right? And how do you do that? Um, just like anything, it takes time, but you have to reach out to the right members and people um, by offering value, give something up to get some exposure, right? Um, which is a lot of things, which is sometimes it's paid, uh, like 
product placement to influence marketing to whatever it may be, right? Giving away product um, services or whatever it may be just to get yourself in the door and be, gain some recognition, right? And exposure. Um, but once you start building that community and you have your funnel and sequence in place, then you start having a huge email list and you own your tribe. And eventually that's what every brand wants, right? That huge email list or that huge ownership of something like all those favorite fans on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, right? All, all that is ownership of your own community. And then you can offer whatever you want without paying for that new, acquiring that new customer. Okay. Wonderful. Um, so what else in terms of relationship building do you recommend that we haven't covered already? So I know we talked a lot about like uh, a lot of the digital aspects of building a relationship. I still feel like having a true relationship is much more powerful if you can pick up the phone and talk to someone or if you can meet them in person. Right? right now, it's mainly Zoom, um, and it's very difficult to, to scale. I get it. But if you can pick up the phone and have a decent conversation with someone, it goes way deeper, and it becomes more of a personal relationship than a virtual relationship. Got right? it. Yeah. And, that, and this goes on beyond you know, just building relationship, but it's all about longevity of your business. And... Um, keeping those customers sticky, right? Because if you look at lifetime value of a customer and why custom companies can really rely on word of mouth and referral business, it's because the relationships are so solid over the years, right? By doing the small things, like really caring for a customer, really taking that time to give them a call, ensuring that they're okay during this difficult time, right? Um, or whatever it may be, just personalize as much as possible feel like you really care and that will make them feel like you actually do really care, right? So once you do really care, people will see it versus you're doing it just for the aspect of I'm trying to gain some more exposure and brand recognition or new yeah. customers, right? Because that was my question was, you know, how do this, how do you scale that type of activity? But it, it's almost like you, you do it for a few people and the word gets out. It's like the community members start spreading, hey, these people took the time to answer my questions and to reach out to me personally. And it wasn't done in a, a, a generic way. It was done in a very personalized way. And it just feels like, especially if they're important community members, you know, that the word gets out pretty quickly. Exactly. And it, it multiplies, it amplifies really quickly, right? Especially if it's a solid active forum or a group that is you're part of, right? So, give as much as possible but really want to give not do it just for the purpose of you know branding or whatever it is that you're trying to grow your business right do it because you really care and you want to help right and people can see through when you're doing it for the right reasons versus not for the right reasons yeah okay cool i think there's an excellent conversation um i mean there's so much more that we could talk about but i want to get people uh a flavor for you know your recommendations and your advice and, and what you do. We do have two final questions before we wrap things up though, and I ask everybody this. And the first one is, what is the hottest digital marketing technology that you recommend people use today? The hottest digital marketing? Yeah, um, and I, I asked you this before and you said A, A, A uh, refs. 
Yeah, so Ahrefs is Thank a you, link, building, uh, link building tool that I use um, really because in my industry, it's really to see how many backlinks and follow the trust flow, how many referring domains, how much organic traffic. So in my industry, it's very important to understand links, right, in detail. Um, and the power of links is still very important in terms of an SEO strategy. Um, and that's why I recommend it based on my industry. Yeah, yeah right. And, and I'm going to have you back and we'll talk about SEO. So I've heard a lot of good things about Ahrefs. I just didn't know how to pronounce it. So <laughs> <laughs> glad you brought that up. Second question, who is most influencing you today uh, in marketing? In marketing. Um, and what you told uh, me earlier uh, was Seth Godin. Yeah, so I, I've met a lot of um, very influential marketers in the world, right? Seth Godin, um, Gary Vee. I've seen them in action speaking. I read all their books. I do follow them. And there's a lot of influencers even in the SEO world, right? But when I look at marketing or just advertising in general, I always look at who is the top tier in terms of global. And those are the people that have made strides and people actually pay to want to watch them speak, right? And they've had a lot of books written for them. So for me, it is Seth Golden. I saw him in action. He is so unique. And this is what it's all about, right? You got to be different. You got to provide a personal story, but make it unique to your own audience, right? Build your own tribe, figure out who you want to be, um, but don't follow others because you're unique. You're going to want other people to follow you, right? As much as you want to see what your competitors are doing, don't worry too much about them. Make it your own, right? Because you want to be the one that everyone is chasing, right? Yeah, good point. So thank you for that. Thank you for answering those questions. Um, my last thing is where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Definitely. Um, so you can check out my website. It's uh, www.localseosearch.ca. But in there, there's a team page. You can actually look for my name, John Vong. I'm the owner. And you can follow me or uh, link me on LinkedIn and reach out to me on a more personal level. Okay, wonderful. All right. So uh, again, I want to thank you for being on the show. Great topic. We're going to have to schedule an SEO version of this maybe in three or four weeks because I'd like to go over that with you. I'm sure you got some hacks and specific <laughs> strategies. Uh, and it's one of my um, things that I'm most interested in, especially for long-term searchability of, of my clients. So uh, lastly, if you enjoy our podcast and if you enjoyed what John had to say today, please write a review for us in the Apple Podcast and Google Play App Stores. Your reviews are encouraging and do help us to choose um, specific guests that are that are helping you. So please go and do that right now. John, thanks again for being on the show and uh, we'll talk to you in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Mark, for having me. I look forward to speaking to you again. A reminder that we are not financial advisors and anything we talk about or refer to on the show should not be considered or construed as financial advice. We encourage you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions.